2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. We're brought to you by Today's Dentistry. Call them 317-849-2933. Let's get right to it. A lot of guests, a little bit of news. The Ravens and Steelers has been moved from Thursday night to Sunday. So no Thanksgiving night game for the Steelers and the Ravens. That game moved Sunday because of covid the Ravens, they needed extra time and they've got it. Let's talk to Laval Jordan, the head coach of the Butler Bulldogs. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Butler, of course, opening their season tonight against Western Michigan at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Laval, as you've prepared your team for this season, have you looked for a way to turn COVID into an advantage? Preparing in a certain way that gives you a competitive advantage over an opponent?
1: don't spend a lot of time worrying about what other teams are doing, even in a normal year. Uh, You know, it's about us and where we are and and, uh, where we think we can get to with this group, uh, just from our principles and our standards. And um, so there's never really that much. There's not that much focus on the other, you know, the other teams. Um, The outside, the ones we're playing right now, you're trying to pay attention on what's going on with them to make sure we can play the game. Uh, as we're starting to get to competition. Um, but just in terms of preparation, I mean, you know, everybody's going to do their, what they do and try to do what they do well. Uh, and that's that's how we operate, you know, whether there's a pandemic or, or not.
2: Butler's really well known as a developmental program. I mean, look at Sean McDermott, right? I didn't see that two-way deal coming when I saw him play as a high school kid at Pendleton Heights. Is there a secret sauce to the development that happens at Butler?
1: I don't know. There's no secret sauce. Ken is, it's work, you know, guys being willing to put in the work um, and, and trusting, you know, obviously trusting us as a uh, the coaches and, and our coaches do a great job and have done a great job. And you look at all the coaches in Butler basketball, you know, the last two, three decades, uh, you know, as I say out loud with developmental program, it doesn't mean, You know, you don't get good players on the way in. That's not what that means. That means uh, guys coming in have a mindset and and they're passionate, you know, being one of our core values, uh, but passionate about getting better and improving. Uh, So coming in with the humility that, hey, I I can get better and I want to get better and being passionate about that. Uh, Sean McDermott, unbelievable example of just uh, ultimate competitor uh, and ultimate worker and and eating up being a real – yeah, I, I told our guys this other day, some guys like it, some some guys love it, some guys live it um, in terms of, you know, you know, wanting to be then actually doing what's required because there's a difference between want, wanting to be that good of a player, wanting to be a good program, wanting to win. Everybody wants to, um, you know, but are you going to work to do it? Are you going to do what's required to do it? Uh, and That takes in your eating habits, your sleeping habits, you know, your nutrition, your weight training. Your, your, you know, you gotta live it. And um, you know, Sean's one of those guys. You know, Keelan Martin's one of those guys. Kamar Ball, you know, guys that, that truly uh, learned to live it over the course of their career.
2: What are your expectations for this season?
1: You know, the, the you're, you'll be the best version of us that we can be. Um, you know, when we talk about standard and excellence, it's us comparing ourselves to what we could be uh, in our minds, not, not really, you know, focusing on, you know, any preseason polls or other opinions, um, just trusting who's in our locker room, believing in who's in our locker room, uh, believing in the program and, and um, looking up and seeing, you know, history uh, that says if we do it a certain way, you know, we can, we can, um, we can become, you know, the best we can. And, and, a lot of times um you know that's good enough to to be highly competitive in our league in the big east and you know be right near the top be an ncaa tournament team you know those are you know, that's what you come here for that's a you know something that we're always striving for but i don't we don't get caught up in the expectations other than you know there's a standard uh that we want our guys to compete at there's a standard of you know that our leaders need to lead at which is growing and um uh, you know, in terms of just being consistent in our principles. It's like, you know, the this, this standard is what it is and uh, holding guys to it and, and trying to figure out, you know, how close if we – this group, you know, continues to grow and and what we believe they can be, you know, that's all we really worry about.
2: Thanks for taking the time, LaValle. Good luck tonight. Good luck this season. Let's talk to Kevin Pritchard, the president of basketball operations for the Indiana Pacers. Thanks for joining us. Kevin, how close did you guys come to making a big free agent deal?
0: We had a lot of opportunities and a lot of things we looked at uh, in free agency, some that were uh, published in the media and some that weren't. And we wanted to be hyperactive in that arena to, to look at some things. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, we weren't able to land uh, a player. You never know the exact reasons why. Um, But we were okay. We put together an A, B, C, D, and E plan. And I remember with uh, spending time with with Chad and Kelly and Ted and Ryan and Vance and our analytics team and then going to Herb. And one of the things we felt very, very comfortable with was standing pat with bringing Justin and Jakar back.
2: Why didn't the Gordon Hayward deal
0: happen? I tell you we pursued as hard as we possibly could. Um, other than that, you know, between two teams, um, I always feel like that's very private. Uh, I don't like when it gets out in the, the media of, of what players. The one thing we did differently is if a player got talked in that trade, we talked to our own players and let them know. And we tried to be very proactive and try to be e- extremely transparent when that was, uh, uh, when it was out there and before it got out there. And that goes back to a couple of years ago when Chad and I sat down uh, and we told our players that we would do that. And we made a pact with our players that if we did that, that they would always come back and have two feet in. And I know that's, challenging for our players for sure but we did that we almost had a trade for a couple of our past players we told them it didn't work out for the trade and both those players said thank you for letting me me know because our, our families are involved so we try to look at the family side of this we try to engage in our players and then when we didn't do a deal we let those players know that uh, we want them back and we want them two feet in and they both said the players that we were talking about in terms of this trade both said no problem. And they were extremely thankful that we let them know. So
2: what kind of value do you think you got with Cassius Stanley at 54? Uh, Cassius,
0: in my opinion, was one of the best
2: athletes in college basketball.
0: I spent a lot of time talking to coach K around the person that he is. He called him one of the best kids he's ever coached. Uh, and he, he told me that he thought that if he came back for another year, that he would have been for sure a lottery pick. Uh, and when we were going through the draft, we were quite surprised that he got to 54. Uh, our scouts had him pegged in the first round. We had him ranked in the first round. And so we felt like we got a first-round talent at, at 54, which is sometimes a little challenging. But we're, we're excited about putting him in the program and letting him grow.
2: Obviously not positive results in the playoffs the last few years for your Pacers teams. How do you change things in order to achieve in the playoffs? What has eluded you?
0: We're going to try to do our best to get this team peaking at the right time. And that sometimes comes with consequences during the to the season. So we're not going to put short-term decisions ahead of how to getting this team prepared for, the playoffs and in long-term. But it's been a complete breath of fresh air right now around here. There's a lot of energy in our building.
2: Does that mean that Nate McMillan sacrificed long-term in order to gain short-term? Look, Nate McMillan got
0: us into the playoffs for four straight years. Uh, We wish we would have played better. But, yes, at the bottom line is uh, we want to make sure that we're doing things and looking at the long-term benefit versus the short-term benefit. Um, and, and to be honest with you, if there's anybody to blame, it's me. Uh, you know, we've always talked about let's win as many possible games in the regular season, get the, highest, um, get the highest seed, and then take it from there. So what I would say is it's changed a little bit in that, it won't be you have to win this game, and then if you don't, you look at the next game, you have to win that. It's more about taking a longer-term approach, a more development uh, approach, and I, I do believe, look, I don't want to get into coaching. What, what I have with Coach B right now is a, is a phenomenal relationship of let's do this together. There's no pressure to win one game or two games. Let's be the best we can at the very end of the season.
2: How much are keeping the roster intact is because you believe in Nate Burek's ability to get Domas and Miles to play really well together?
0: I think a lot has been made about, um, you know, you you can't play with them both. And really, offensively, they're very good together because they complement. One can shoot, and one's a great diver poster. So I think Nate has made it very clear. You're going to see – Miles shooting a lot of threes he's going to get the green light to shoot a lot of threes and early threes and I think as a as a whole we're going to try to move away from the mid mid mid-range and 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 step those back into to threes Uh, but that's going to take some time Miles will have to work on it I think uh, uh, Domas is working on it Um, but it is it's it's something that we feel confident about what what Nate's style is, it's definitely different, you know, from just seeing the, the workouts. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is that, that that as a, a person who's been in this league for 29 years, it feels like there's one way to do things and you do it sort of over and over again. I'm seeing things completely different in a, in a workout. And only way I can explain it is it's, it's a pace. It's like, you know, there are certain football coaches that are like really moving the pace very quickly. And I can tell that that pace in practice uh, is is different than what I've ever seen. And so I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Domas and Miles in that pace. Um, but we're not afraid to, to play a little different either. If you do what other teams are doing, then it's only about talent. And, um, I think we all know that talent wins in this game, specifically in the in the playoffs. So we have to decide, are we going to play exactly the same or are we going to try to do things different? We're okay doing things different.
2: Has Victor Oladipo committed to signing with you guys long-term? Does he want to be here? I would say this, that
0: uh, Victor and his agent not only have said they want to be here, but that they have pounded the table that they want to be here and they're two feet in. And that was my question at the end of the last year to, to Victor, and you know I think it took some time for him to think about what what are his goals, what are his long term goals. But it's amazing. I got a call from his agent yesterday, and it's the same thing. He can't wait to get to camp. He can't wait to show that he's healthy, and that he's a hundred percent committed. How's Victor health wise? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm I'm I haven't seen him here. He hasn't been in the building yet. But he shares videos, and to me, if he's not 100%, I'd be surprised.
2: What kind of changes have you seen in Goga Batanza? You know that if you're talking to me, you're going to get a question about Goga. We're going to wind up talking about Goga Batanza. Has he developed? How's he evolving as a player? Many of
0: the players we've seen more dramatic uh, change has been in Goga. He's lost uh, a lot of body fat. Uh, I can tell in his eyes, he's just more determined. I think last year he came in here and was a little, um, it it was a lot for him. You know, he was without his family. Uh, They couldn't get over. Uh, He was able to go home for a little bit. And after that, I I saw a a renewed enthusiasm. We have to have Goga play.
2: Thanks, Kevin. That's Inside Indiana Sports now with Ken Sterling. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Ken, all brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Let's go watch some college hoops.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.